Are you looking for a God-conscious husband? Or do you have a friend that is looking for a compatible spouse? Getting married is one of the most important decisions of your life. So before you embark on your marriage journey, you need answers so you have clarity and confidence to find a compatible husband. Smart Single Muslimer is a thought-provoking Muslim marriage guide for Muslim women. In the book, you'll discover how to find a husband, how to find out if you are compatible, what questions to ask a potential spouse, and how to deal with disappointment. Adopting a smart Islamic approach to relationships is about following some simple prophetic principles that will change your habits and attitudes about getting married. If you want honest pre-marriage advice that addresses contemporary issues you're facing, then you will find this book extremely useful. Available to buy on Amazon in Kindle or paperback format. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to um, Smart Muslim Podcast. If you're new here, my name is Farhat Amin. And um, today um, we're going to be looking at the whole genre of Muslim rom-com books. Now, if you're like me, um, you know, I like the idea of reading and I really wish I had more time to do it. But the problem that I have is what should I read? Um, You know, what's happened in the past is I've bought books online and then I haven't ended up reading them. Um, you know, I start them and I realize, oh, you know what? I actually don't like this book. So it's been a bit of a waste of time and money. So I'm always, um, you know, I've, I've been wanting to solve this problem. And Alhamdulillah, I found the solution to this dilemma um, through a bookstagram page. Um, and I started following this page a year ago. The page is called Bookie Fiction. And um, the owner of that page is an avid reader called Seher. Um, so what I want to do to do in, you know, in a podcast, I wanted to share, you know, um, Sarah's page with you. And so Alhamdulillah, she's, um, she's my guest today. Assalamu alaikum, Seher. How are you doing? Wa alaikum assalam. I'm good, Alhamdulillah. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm well. Um, it's really cold and sleety weather outside. I don't know what, what's same. it like. Yeah, it's the same for you. <laughs> exactly the same. So it was snowing earlier, but now it just seems to have turned into sleet. Yeah, I know. And I, I wanted to go out for a walk today, I, I, but I just don't think I'll be able to do it. Um, do, you, do you get to go out during lockdown? Um, no, I, I just I never leave my house. Um, oh. because I don't like the cold, so I'm very cold phobic. I'm constantly sitting at home with a hot water bottle. So, <laughs> yeah, I do like walking, but not in this weather. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's um, how, how are you finding the lockdown? Because we're in our I think we're now in our third lockdown in the UK. Yeah, um, it's going okay for me because I don't really do much aside from reading anyway. So for someone who's quite introverted, I think it's nice having this. Not not really nice, but you know, I'm not, it's not too bad for me, which is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but I know other people are struggling, um, especially in terms of like going to work and things. So after the first lockdown, my company just went to home working. So we're all working from home. We still are. Um, so yeah, no, it's not been too bad for me. How about for yourself? Oh, alhamdulillah. I, yeah, all my work's from home. Like I, I do my tuition online. I, um, then the website things that I do. And then, um, so, 
But what I do find is I miss going out. And so I'll try to go for a walk every day. And um, like my husband and me will say, like he'll either, he'll either force me or I'll force him and say, we just have to get out. <laughs> and yeah. um, so Alhamdulillah, it's, uh, yeah, inshallah, once spring comes, it'll be, it'll be nicer to walk around in. Um, so you generally, so you really are, a bookworm is that is that derogatory yeah. <laughs> no 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 that's the right term <laughs> yeah um so how long have you always been like this where you you have you always liked reading yes yeah, so um I would say my love for reading really did start in childhood so my dad's a big reader and he had like a massive library and was constantly reading and I think that trait just got passed down to me um so often when I was a child, we'd go to like bookstores. And I don't know if you remember that store called Borders. Yeah, it was like a I bookstore do. slash cafe. Yeah, so obviously that's shut down now. But um, as a kid, like my dad would always take us there into Waterstones. And he's a very generous man, alhamdulillah. So if we picked up any book, he'd be like, yeah, I'll buy that for you. Because I think, you know, to instill that love of reading. Oh, that's so, so if nice. my kids want to read. Yeah, so that's one of my kind of greatest memories of reading, just like sitting in a bookshop with my dad. Um, Whereas my brothers aren't anything like that at all. They're like, you know, we want to go home and like play the PlayStation. <laughs> Whereas me and my dad are quite, yeah, we're quite, um, yeah, we are bookworms. Oh, mashallah. So, yeah. and, and so then, um, okay, did you do an English literature degree by any chance? <laughs> I didn't. Everyone asks me this, especially at work. They're like, oh, do you have a background in like, you know, literature or linguistics? And I'm like, no, I did a degree in biomedical science. So <laughs> quite the opposite of... Um, a literature, de literature degree and actually at uni I didn't get to read that much because my degree was very intense so um, I would say it was only after graduating that I kind of fell back into love with reading because I was so busy with my studies I barely got time to read so alhamdulillah after graduation I was able to read a lot more. Oh okay and so when did you start bookie fiction on Instagram? Okay so my relationship with Instagram is quite um it's quite a love a love hate relationship so initially I started off um I just had like a main Instagram account as we all do like I didn't start off with a bookstagram so I had my main account and over time that evolved into a kind of skincare account so I would I would say my two biggest passions are skincare and books mm -hmm. so um as I really got into skincare I was post um you know reviewing products on there so I guess I've always had this kind of like reviewing quality in me so we're Whereas now I'm doing books before I used to do like um, skincare products and like companies would send me products and I would try them and that was all fun. Um, and then after I had that account, I decided to open up my bookstagram. So I was like, you know, what? I really like both. Why don't I just open up two accounts to kind of showcase my passions? Mm -hmm. um, but I found that really hard to kind of maintain in tandem. So having trying to balance both, whereas with my skincare account, because that was my main account, I was spending a lot more time on there and my bookstagram was kind of just this side thing that I did I was very inconsistent with posting and I wouldn't really review on there so if you actually kind of scroll down on my account you see the books are quite um sorry the posts are quite the more about the kind of photography and just asking people what they're reading and oh I really like this book as opposed to what I do now which is more of the reviewing side so what I liked about this book what I didn't like would I recommend it how many stars would I give it so um mm. yeah it was very my posts were kind of very hit or miss I was never really that detailed in my reviews on there mm. um, but I think I've become more consistent now with kind of sticking to the reviewing aspect and less so the kind of taking pictures of photography side because it is nice to see creative pictures but I think what is most important to me with bookstagram is actually 
recommending good books to people mm. and reading good books yeah like I like I like looking at pretty pictures of books but like you click click the image and and that's that's it though isn't it and you think oh, yeah there's like no substance to it yeah, yeah and the thing is that that's the mistake I know I've made in that you I, I have judged a book by its cover bought it and yeah. that's been the problem it hasn't been uh, it hasn't resonated with me it's kind of got nothing um yeah you know and um to the point like I I've based those point I stopped but well I definitely stopped buying books um because it was a real um and then also now then now then this is the thing that like you're saying about you, you review do mm-hmm. you then um like stick to particular genres is that what you're you concentrate on or, or is it very broad um I would say my reading is quite broad because I just I love bits of everything really so my account isn't just specifically for one genre or one type of book or fiction or non-fiction I read loads like I read a lot of different genres and I've also come to love non-fiction so I would say growing up I was very like you know I like reading novels and fictional books and storybooks and this but as you get older I think it becomes important for you to kind of educate yourself through books as well so that's I think through from teens onwards that's when you read more non-fiction and you're more into kind of educating yourself so yeah my reading is quite broad so I love I love fiction I've always loved fiction that's something that will never kind of um, come out of me Um, but I also do read fictional books sorry non-fictional books and ones that are more (coughs) on the informative side so especially when it comes to things like race or um, like Muslim representation Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say my my reading is quite varied. Right. So now, for um, as we know, rom coms are like the target audience is women, um, and so you know. Um, so when you were younger, um, would you say you used to read a lot of rom coms? Um, yeah, I would say in my teens I did, but it wasn't it wasn't you know for a specific kind of. It was, I never read like kind of Muslim rom-coms. I don't even know if they were around when I was a teen, um, but I did tend to read them, but I never kind of took them to heart or they didn't inspire me to like go and get in a relationship or anything like that. It was just something fun to read, I suppose. Um, but I've never had a, like, they've not been my main, my main genre that I've read. I read them here and there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's interesting, you know, a lot of the movie, the rom-com movies, they are based mm-hmm. on books like, um, yeah okay the most famous is Pride and Prejudice um yeah but um it's interesting that the best-selling books then they they then tend to movies and um it's really interesting how it like as women that's seen as whether it's chick lit or you know then you got the chick flicks that seems to be what they um they've kind of said yeah this is what you will like and and they Mm -hmm. really push that to us oh definitely um and it's interesting as you grow when you're younger you know um you can be taken in by it, it, can, it can just see you, you don't realize you just think yeah it's a bit of it's, it's fun and it's and yeah. it possibly it could it could happen to me but it's mm-hmm. interesting as you become more mature you start to see you know holes in the whole rom-com um storyline have, have you found that yeah definitely so the books that I've read they kind of conflict with your own personal beliefs I think if you're more of a practicing person and you're reading these books, you're like, oh, you know, it can be fun and stuff when you're reading it, but then you realize that, okay, what is this actually telling me? What is this telling me about my self-worth and 
what I should look for in a spouse. These are things that they seep into our subconscious. So we may read a rom-com and the guy's really attractive and she loves that about him and it's less so about his personality and this and that. So I think because when you're a teenager or when you're younger, you're a lot more impressionable. So even if you are reading it, just you know, for your own enjoyment, for your own pleasure, these ideas are subconsciously seeping, seeping into your mind. And you do, like when you're an adult, you kind of, you still have the remnants of what you've read in your mind and that may shape your future relationships or what you look for in a marriage. So we just need to be quite conscious of reading those types of books when we are um, growing up. And I think that's especially important when it comes to books that are kind of like Muslim rom-com books or ones that are aimed towards teenagers what is this actually telling? Is it just a regurgitation of kind of Western standards, Western ideals and what they think um, marriage and relationships are like? Or is it actually showing us how marriage is in Islam? Mm-hmm. So, th- so that brings us on to that, to the book. Um, so it's, um, uh, Sophie Khan is not obliged by Aisha Malik. Um, mm-hmm. So now I haven't read that, but you have. Um, <laughs> so could you give us a quick breakdown what is that book what's the storyline of that book yeah absolutely so Sophia Khan is not obliged I wouldn't say that this book is aimed towards a younger audience I think the target audience is like kind of adult Muslim women or ones that are in their late teens rather than the kind of younger age group but basically this book is about a 30 year old unmarried Pakistani woman who is working at a publishing firm in London And she's been tasked with writing an expose on Muslim dating and what relationships are like in the Muslim world, um, kind of as per the request of her non-Muslim white colleagues who work in the firm with her. Um, So in order to do this expose slash book, she decides to get insights from people around her. So she kind of interviews her friends, her families. She signs up for a dating website to kind of get more of an insight. And one of her friends is in a polygamous marriage. So she asks her for her insights. And it's just a really, I think what bothered me the most about this book was just the writing. So I get, I understand the premise. That's fine. You can write, you know, you can write a story about whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the writing just came across as very kind of juvenile and kind of artificial and forced and not what I would expect from a, from someone, if you're trying to portray a 30 year old woman, you'd want a sense oh. of kind of about her whereas she just comes she basically comes across as just like a teenager who does all sorts of things and I think integral to her personality is this this conflict of identity so I think what the author was trying to do in this book was for Sophia Han to be the epitome of like Muslim representation or to debunk any myths people have about Muslims being um, like boring or submissive or blah 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 like whatever they think um, so she's tried to portray her as like the perfect balance of culture and religion but also modern and progressive so she's trying to have it all essentially and I think that's what kind of makes the book fall down on its face mm-hmm. so um, she kind of just the, the protagonist Sophia Khan she just has this kind of weird superiority complex where she wants to be the represent, representation of Islam to her colleagues and you know to society so she has she's obviously a hijabi and she wants people to know that you know when you look at me I am practicing I am religious and indeed she is she prays five times a day but there's also aspects of her personality just really kind of contradict that and are in conflict with that so she's like a chain smoker she smokes cigarettes all the time she swears a lot she hangs out Mm. with random men and it's like you want one thing so you want people to think of you as this kind of ideal muslimah but actually you're doing things that are contradicting that. So 
for example, when she signs up on that dating website, um, obviously it's anonymous, like it's not, it's not mismatch or anything like that. So it's just like a generic Tinder-like dating website. Yeah. Um, so when she signs up on that, she is taken aback that people, or rather that men are, non-Muslim men are hitting her up and saying, oh, you know, and she's like, well, I'm, I wear a hijab. Why are you hitting me up? And then she's also, in another point in the book, she's like, oh, just because I wear hijab doesn't mean I'm X, Y, and Z. So it's like, what are you then? Like, mm. are you... Are you saying you are this or you're not this? Because you can't have it both ways. You can't expect people to think that you're one thing because of your hijab, but also I'm not like that because of my hijab. So this is, she's very conflicted. But I think what the author tried to do was to just showcase her as this Muslim woman who wears a hijab, but she's just very, very different to what one would think. Mm. Yeah, that, you know, just hearing that, like, I'm just wondering, do, um, do you think that the, the author was trying to, Okay, in, in for for Muslim for young Muslim women, um, in particular, there is this there is this conflict about identity and faith. That mm -hmm. you know, on the one hand, you're Muslim, but you're living in um in in a Western liberal country. So, how much of that should you take, and how much of your Islam should you keep? How how do you balance it? So, mm -hmm. I guess you you're right that the I, I'm sure many of us we we um struggle with that, but then and. Do you think this book helped in any way with that struggle? Like if someone read that, would it help them or would it just leave them just as confused? I just think it would leave them confused because there's just there's just too much going on with her. Like I've never read such a complex character, but complex in a bad way. Because oh. usually when you have complex characters, you're like, oh, there's so many different aspects to their personality. They're like this. but And the thing is, none of those kind of personal personality aspects clash was with her a lot of the things that she does says in her personality they clash um so yeah no I don't think there is much that can be taken away positively from this book um it does kind of highlight racism and microaggressions in the workplace which I think was good which is you know I gave it two stars instead of one because it did redeem itself in some aspects mm -hmm. um but yeah, there's like an instance where she's on the train and this guy calls her a terrorist and then swears at her and calls her the derogatory term for Pakistani. And um, she, it, so it does highlight that these things, although, you know, London is a very multi multicultural city, there mm. is, there are still instances of racism there. Yeah. Um, so, but then I guess the way she kind of handles that is a bit like, you know, maybe most people wouldn't so she kind of confronts him and then they have like a swearing contest in the middle of the tube and it's just this whole kind of mess and wow. yeah you know you should definitely stick up for yourself but I just think this whole book her personality just nothing about her personality kind of sat well with me uh-huh uh-huh yeah that's well and what's interesting I'm, I'm on the Amazon page for the book and it's um it's interesting that a lot of people like it but as I'm reading it, I'm seeing um, non-Muslims really like it. Um, of course. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so weird. Someone's written here, what a fabulous book. I think it should be compulsory reading for years 12 to 13 in school. I'm a practicing oh, Christian. It's like, <laughs> now that's what's interesting about, now this is the other thing, isn't it? When you go on Amazon, and, mm -hmm. and I guess this is what I like about your Instagram your um, page, is that... Mm -hmm. Um, what can happen is that, um, and I've seen this a lot, and I may, um, and I'm always surprised when I see this that Muslim women who review books about Muslim women will just say it's amazing that they'll give it five stars, and they kind of feel that you know we need to back our sister up here. She's, 
it's oh. hard to get a, get a book published in, as a Muslim woman. And so if that someone writes one or, or is talking about Muslim women, we should just give it a high five, you know, regardless. <laughs> and, I, and I've always thought, well, really, should we? Oh, absolutely not. So I think this just stems from Muslims and literature. So historically, we've had really poor standards when it comes to contemporary um, Muslim literature. So I think we're just so eager to have like some representation, even if it is bad, that we're like, yes, this is amazing. And I can just, I can say by my own admission that when I was a teenager and if I read a book that had like a really poor Muslim representation, but because there was no other book out there that starred someone like me, I was like, oh my God, like I'm seeing a character just like me, you know, ignoring all the, the bad stuff and, you know, probably not a good Muslim anyway, but I was just so happy to find something that had like Muslim representation that I used to get really happy so mm. I think we still we still kind of have I mean it's getting better now definitely certainly from when I was a teenager to now there's been a big progression in Muslim representation in books which is really good to see but I do think we still kind of fall into that that category of readily praising books that star Muslim characters not because they're good representations of Islam or Muslims or the wider population but purely like by virtue of them being Muslim and I just think this is not it's just not a good way to kind of review books and recommend them to people because we have to be critical and analyze what agenda is this book pushing it doesn't matter if it's got a muslim character what is a muslim character like like yeah. is this a good representation of islam we have to it's, i just think as muslims it's our duty to do things like that hmm. yeah yeah definitely so then this brings us on to the next book um love from a to z by sajida k ali so was that book any better this is a fantastic book. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is this is like if you've got the spectrum goes from Sophia Khan to love is uh, love from A to Z. It's just that is the spectrum because that is oh. on the higher end. That is a really good book that portrays Muslims in a really good and relatable sense. So where you have Sophia Khan, where, you know, most I would say most people aren't like her. Most Pakistani Muslim women are not like her. She's very different. And then you've got Love from A to Z. So this is a very powerful and inspiring book with realistic and relatable Muslim representation. And I would say where Sphere Han is more um, aimed towards the kind of older Muslim crowds, this is more for teenagers. I think like just pure teenagers and even um, uh, children that are younger or aren't, aren't teenagers yet because it stars... So Love from AC, so the name of the book actually alludes to the two characters, which you can see on the cover um, on the, I think, I don't know which edition I have, but the one I have has a, it's a blue cover with a guy and a girl. So A to Z refers to Adam, who's the guy, and then Zainab. And they're both, actually, I don't know if they're te both teenagers, but Zainab's 18, she's a hijabi, and Adam, I think he's at university. So they're both in London, but they're not from London. So I think the family live in Doha in Qatar. Um, and they actually meet at Heathrow Airport and it turns out that they're getting the same flight to um, to Doha. Um, so Adam is Chinese and Finnish and Zainab is Pakistani and Guyanese. So mm -hmm. yeah, as I said, they meet at Heathrow Airport and they're going to Doha for the Easter holidays. Um, but they're both going for very different reasons. So Zainab is going because she's been excluded from school because she called out uh, her Islamophobic teacher. Oh. So 
yeah so that's why she's going and then Adam's going just to kind of meet his family so he's been diagnosed with a condition called multiple sclerosis Mm -hmm. so what I really like about this book is it's not just your typical um like Muslim rom-com like it's all about marriage and oh my god you're so hot you're so pretty let's get married it's not like that at all in fact there's instances where the characters don't even like each other um Mm -hmm. so this isn't um yeah, it's not one of those kind of lust or love at first sight books. There's a lot. It's there's a lot of depth to the book. The character characters are going through their own kind of issues and struggles. And what I really like is the book. In what I really like in the book is that both characters stay rooted to Islam throughout the entire thing. It's not just oh my god, like I, I'm really attracted to you. Islam out the window. Let's just go and take. <laughs> right. So yeah, it really it really just sticks. Uh, Islam plays an integral role in both of their lives and I just think that's this is the kind of perfect Muslim representation that we need especially when it comes to love and relationships and then eventually marriage um because I haven't seen a book that does this as perfectly yet so yeah I would really recommend this book okay oh excellent because I'm looking at um SK Ali her um um her page on on Amazon and much she's written a couple of books as well um yeah and it's it's like I had I hadn't heard of her you know um and it's quite it's good to know a, that a book that I could recommend to, you know to yeah that because so it's so you would say it's um so there's nothing inappropriate in in this book would you say like as far as um yeah would, would you say that you know so it's basically it's not copying that kind of you know dating and and very sexualized way of looking at no. romance no not at all there's I can't even name like an instance where they are alone together like it's it when they when it does come to fruition that they like each other it's kind of okay well we're going to tell our parents it's not just yeah let's just get to know each other it's like no we're going to get to know each other but with parental permissions that everyone's aware rather than doing things like sneakily and secretly because that's so rampant in our society now for you know because I think um like young Muslims are just too afraid to tell their parents Mm. and that them down a dark alley of okay well, we're gonna have to do everything secretly now and it's just you know if you're honest and open from the beginning I think this book really pushes that and that's such a good thing and I think that's exactly what uh, younger Muslims need to hear or unmarried Muslims yeah this and and this is it that you know if you're con- if whatever popular culture you're consuming mm-hmm. um so in the books that you're reading that that is you don't realize it but you then start to think that's that shapes your worldview it's uh, you know, we need to, uh, you know, cl- um, clock on to that, that, and you, even if you could be completely, you know, you pray, you, you, you in your mind, you're thinking, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I want to obey Allah, but you, you just, uh, your likes and your dislikes, and they start mm-hmm. to be shaped very slowly, but every book, you know, every book you read, it, it's shaping you. Um, yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Definitely. So, alhamdulillah. Excellent. So, um, thumbs up to, um l- love what was it called yeah love from love a- to be. <laughs> and thumbs down for yeah. Yeah. is not obliged yeah yeah okay so that's uh you know that's exactly the kind of stuff we need to is um you know to to get it from someone who's read it because the good thing is you haven't given away the storyline because that's the thing I do hate. Like I don't watch, yeah. I don't Spoiler watch. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch film trailers because I think, oh, they just give everything away. Um, Definitely. And, um, and that's good in your, in bookie fiction on your Instagram page. You don't do that, which is nice. Yeah. yeah um, I try not 
to because I think you know you can highlight the goods and the bads of a book but you don't have to give away the entire plot that's something that I try to maintain on my account I'm a big like anti-spoiler person <laughs> yeah well inshallah yeah. you know um so, so what we're going to be doing we'll have this um on um on my website smartmuslimer.com I'm gonna so I'll be putting this podcast up and then inshallah we'll also put up your the review for both of these books so if mm-hmm. you know listeners want to um read that so firstly if you want to read it, the quickest way is to go to Sahar's um Instagram page um and then if you'd like to read it you know on your on your desktop you can come and come and have a look at it on Smart Muslimer. Uh, but inshallah we're going to have this as a regular s- a kind of slot aren't we Sahar that we we go yes, over some inshallah. books that you're reading Excellent. Um, okay, then. So, look forward to to speaking to you again soon. Uh, yes. Inshallah. Hope you have a have a good weekend. Inshallah. Thank you so much. You too. Inshallah. Okay, then. Assalamualaikum. Okay. This episode is brought to you by farhatamin.com, a website that specialises in Islamic stickers, Muslim activity books, as well as Ramadan and e decorations. Wholesale and reseller inquiries are also welcome. So visit farhatamin.com today.